You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Sons of Anarchy After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Sons of Anarchy After Show. Yes, Bing is for doing, and we are here doing... After Buzz TV, Sons of Anarchy, Season 5, Episode 13, Season Finale, Tragically. That was enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> my God. Uh, Kevin Undergar here with my co-hosts. Who, who are you? I'm Crystal My old lady, Crystal Kennedy. And, of course, our special guest from AMC Theaters, Mr. John Campia. So glad hey. you're back. I'm so uh, glad to be back. <laughs> So I was very vocal during this. I was screaming and, you know, uh, up and down and all around. I like that we now both turn to John. <laughs> John sat in the background. We both turn back. What do you think? Yeah, both no, now okay. turn back. Mm-hmm. Okay, John, so what happens now? So we used to back. just hit each other. Now we just turn back well, now to you. It's great because he keeps his emotions in check. He does. We don't. So, And it's great because we can just, okay, John, what's going to happen now? And mm-hmm. he's, you're pretty much on the money. Yeah, I didn't see the uh, I didn't see the very ending coming. I didn't see the very, but we'll get to that. I guess a little bit later. I thought overall. I mean, I love the series, and I I loved the episode. And I'm sad because you know we're going away for a year, <laughs> which is just awful. Um, there's a lot of moments I'm very happy. I uh, and we will go over point by point. Mm-hmm. But. Can you guys just tell me what you think of it as, how does it rank as a uh, season finale for you? Not Scale my favorite. Scale 1 to 10. Not your favorite. Not my favorite Scale season Scale 1 to finale. 10, what, what do you give it? 7. 7. John? Yeah, this is one of those situations where you just went out with a girl, and she's cute, and she's really nice, and things went pretty much the way you wanted them to go. And in the morning, she asks you, what do you really think? And it was positive. It was good. But no matter how good you say it is, because there are a few negative things you got to point out, she's still going to get mad and march out the door in a huff. So I am also going to say seven. Uh, There are uh, overall, which is a good score. It was a good season finale. Mm -hmm. But I do have some, uh, I've got a few issues with it, though, that I'm sure we'll get into as we go further. I, I, okay, so for me, I would say seven and a half to eight. And I think it was because of the last act. Totally agree. And I, I think that, um, you know, we built up Pope as the great supervillain, and he went out so quickly, and he went out in the middle, where I think usually that comes closer to the end. It's just st- story structure, you know, and when you, we always talk about these one hour uh, tragedies, uh, I call them, you know, whether it's Boardwalk, Walking Dead, 
um, justified. It seems like they build up the super, one, even Sopranos, they build up the one supervillain for the season, and then at the end he gets his comeuppance. And this, we were told, was our greatest supervillain ever. This, mm-hmm. this is the greatest threat the Suns ever faced. It came out of Clay's mouth, came out of Jack's mouth. And the fact that I was awesome, I cheered when he went out. I loved it. And I love that Tiki got spared. But for me, it happened really fast. And then it became a little bit anticlimactic after that. And, and I, I think that's what lost some of the points. I agree. Because the episode as a whole was a great episode. It's, I don't think that they did anything bad. Or I don't think as a fan, I won't come in and watch again. But last season, season finale, I remember the end of that episode, literally sitting on the couch by myself and saying to myself, oh my God, right. wh- what's going to happen? Right. And I didn't feel that tonight. And I still loved the episode. I was glad to see everything that happened, but I didn't have that feeling at the end that I did last season. So I still loved it, but it just wasn't yeah, I mean, to to sum up my, my whole feeling about it, go like this. The first two acts, I think you're bang on. Mm-hmm. The first two acts were brilliant. Um, I mean, it set it up. And yeah, traditionally you set up the supervillain and then he is your climax with, the, you know, the polishing off of the supervillain. I actually really respect and like the fact that Sons of Anarchy is a show that will constantly keep you on your toes. We expected Pope to make it to the end of the episode, mm. and boom, they don't let that happen. And, mm. and I kind of like that that happens because it just reaffirms, like we said this before, when Ope died, now with Pope dying the way he does, you just know you can never think you know exactly what's going to happen with this show, and I love that. That being said, and I'm sure we'll get into the details as we go, but the the final act, I'll even say the last half of the final act, leaves me a little heartbroken. Because, you know, last week when I was talking, I said one of the big appeals for this show to me is that it's lifestyle porn. It's the idea of this brotherhood, this unbreakable, immutable, long-lasting pure, unquestionable brotherhood. And this season, there's been a real lack of that until that one moment when Jax reveals his whole plan and the whole table's together for just one minute. And this episode ends with Bobby taking off his patch. You don't really know where Tig is going to stand on things now. Jax is going off the deep end. Gemma's messed everything up again. And I know on paper that looks like, oh my gosh, it created this great cliffhanger. But instead for me, it left me with a really big letdown. That once again, the show is, has taken away from me that element of it that I love the most. And they're, and I thought, I hoped that in the season finale, they would finally bring us back to that unified table again. Yep. And it, it just left it as a bigger mess than ever. And it leaves me feeling like the pretty girl you brought home, a little bit dissatisfied. Right. And for me, I knew I had, you know, after sleeping on last week's episode, and I even put it up on the YouTube thing, I said, a YouTube comment page, I predicted that Jax would win the war, but it would be ironic. It would be at great cost. And mm. so I was right about that. However, mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen him be at the head of the table with all the boys there. And even though he's done all these horrible things, the club is strong and intact. But he's lost hes lost his children. He's lost his, his, his lover in yeah. terror. You know, he's lost his humanity. Fine. Like, give me that. But I totally agree with you. I wanted to see at least the club back. I wanted to see... And of Godfather too, Michael Corleone loses all his humanity, right? Right. All, I mean, but at, at, but he is the king. He vanquishes all the people that are even a little bit more evil than him. 
and I wanted that. But as you said, that's what Sutter does. He does he does the difference, and and I know you like that, and I like that about Sutter too. I did not like it in this case, but there just was no shock factor at the end. It, it was just was anticlimactic for me. It went very slow. Yeah, it was really sad and and sad, and just you kind of just were left with this weird gray feeling. Right, and, and it's got. By the way, guys, you, we all the three of us know, and all you fans out there know, we're totally going to be back. It's of you course. know, it was still a great. He's episode. going to put us on a crazy right. ride for the next, hopefully, next two seasons. But needless to say, you know, let's talk about the opening. The title is J'ai obtenu, and I actually speak a little French, J'ai, J'ai obtenu cette, which is French for I got this. And I have to tell you, because we do have amazing uh, fans of the show that watch us as well, that Ben Kritzman actually emailed Thank us you, that um, like the day after we aired last week <laughs> um, and gave us all his insights. So thank you, Ben, on, and on I'm glad why, you enjoy it. Well, us. you know, the tie to the French thing for me we know Jax is like I got this I'm gonna I'm mm-hmm. gonna handle this my way however the pins fall and the French thing just basically comes from Chucky no longer talking so in rhymes funny. but now he's speaking French to everybody it was a clever title which it was a clever was. title and fun and the opening with I don't know who did the version of To Sir With Love but I thought the I thought the song was amazing you know for the mm-hmm. opening and where we see Jackson Tara in bed and we see Nira and Gemma in bed and we see Tara getting out of bed and leaving him and we see the note they both write notes they wrote, both write notes and Gemma leaves Nero and here's where I love how Sutter throws the curve so for me I'm like ah foreshadowing Tara's leaving Jax moving on Gemma is leaving Nero Moving on, going with Clay. Too easy. And But the great <laughs> curve in that writing, it, they both left notes. It was a great parallel, mm-hmm. but Tara picked one way. Gemma picked the other. She was all along going to stay with Nero. So I've great writing by Mr. Sutter, as always. And we definitely see the dichotomy. So much for um, Tara being the next Gemma, as they were leading us to believe, because it doesn't seem so much now. Well, she's definitely in over her head and in some trouble. I mean, Gemma was back. That punch to the stomach Tonight's was like, the first oh, time. my God. Gemma was bullied by mm-hmm. her all season by Tara. Tara made this great, um, had this great rise to power. And we see this was the old Gemma. That like, oh, wait, I remember her. Yeah. When she was in the room with her and, and laid it out to her. it's She's finally found her footing again. Gemma didn't know where she stood and went back and forth between Clay and Nero and the insecurity of, am I losing my family? And not just Jax and the boys, but the club. Am I losing everything? What do I go back to? But she's really found her footing the last two episodes. And tonight we saw her come back as the Gemma that we all have scary. known and loved. Yeah. So scary. I um I feel about Gemma the way you feel about Clay. <laughs> um, now don't don't get me wrong. I, I've been saying for a while that I, I I am appalled, shocked, whatever that she doesn't have an Emmy yet for this show. Uh, mm. Like she's remarkable. Wait, she did win the Emmy. Am I? Am I? No, no, no. She did. Marissa, will you look that up, please? I'm pretty sure. No, she did, and wasn't it a big controversy because everyone felt that. The girl, lady from Glee, that Jane Lynch should have won it. No, no, no. Lady from was uh, it the other way Jane around? Jane Lynch did win it, and they thought the lady right. from uh, we... Modern Family should have won it. Okay, I think that was it. Will you look it up, yeah. please? But be that as it may, um, th- this this reconvergence of Gemma back to uh, the 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 
the uh, Uber bitch, if you will. Right. Um, that annoys me to no end. But in a, I, in a good way, because you hate the character or you hate the writing. Uh, uh, hard to differentiate sometimes. I, I need to give myself a little bit of space from the show. Okay. Somebody just hates something, but you you trick yourself into thinking you're actually hating the writing, but you don't. You just hate what happened. I, I found it funny that you mentioned we thought Tara was going to become the new Gemma. I think what you saw here was Tara becoming the new Gemma. Because she's that, going to jail. That moment when okay. she cried at first. The police came in and said, she cried at first. And then we've seen this device used in movies and television before, but it was used brilliantly here. After she stopped herself from crying for a second, the humanity was gone from her eyes. Mm-hmm. The switch was thrown. She, I, I think at that moment, to coin my favorite films of all time, she went to the dark side at that moment. And I think when we get into next season, we are going to see a very different Terra. I think we just saw the birth of Gemma 2.0. Uh, in Terra, I think Terra's going to raise holy hell come next season. I think Gemma is not going to survive next season. Uh, I think a lot of very cool things. Are happening. I agree, a and, lot especially, of and especially and especially in behind the scenes stuff. If Gemma ends up on another show, like I know Sutter's developing another show for her, makes perfect sense. Right, the timing works. But I think you're right. I I think you're totally right. You did see a change visibly. She stopped crying. She looked at him. Called the lawyer. It was it right. was instant. And then and even in the cop car, she just sat there, very numb, no expression on her face. And there was definitely that shift. Backing up, you know, talking about Wendy. Wendy. So Wendy recovered nicely from the speedball. I told you guys. Poor she'd have a, girl was she'd have shaking a, in no. the she office. Had nice, she had a nice high, and now that's it. Well, I, I don't think we've seen the end of mm-hmm. how Jax has destroyed her life. I don't Because now, I mean, it, it's, you know, she had t- worked so hard, so long to get off that stuff. Now that she's been injected again, she's back to square one. Mm-hmm. And I think this is going to ruin her life. Maybe not. You know, permanently, but I think for the, I think next season you're going to see her ruined because of what Jax did. Uh, I think there's going to be long consequences for that. I think there are a couple things in the season finale actually that will have long tail consequences that they barely touched on. We barely touched on the psycho uh, medicated up former marshal Lee Lee. Barely Lee. touched on him. Got today. some background information on right, him. but we know this is going to have long consequences. Right. I don't believe. I mean, everything was nice, Jax and. The new head of the Pope organization shaking hands. But I believe there are going to be long consequences. I, you know, when he said very clearly, we're going to look into this further. And if we find right. that the cops are wrong, you they, know, the they disciplinary plant, They planted all the seeds for, yeah. for one big giant mess. And yeah, and I agree with, with uh, Otto and, and Lee. And I loved Lee's, you know, Otto biting his tongue off. It's like, oh my God, we all gasped. Oh, so, who saw but, that coming? No one. No, that was awesome. What is going to be, I mean, Sutter just, he, he, He's playing this character, and he just he keeps inflicting more torture. And I'm thinking to myself, at some point, is it just going to be his head, sitting <laughs> on, like sitting on a uh, a chair? Like, was he supposed to die in season one? <laughs> like, wasn't like at, at some point something was going to happen? I, mean, I think, uh, and 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 you're far be it for me to disparage him. <clears throat> and also, I, don't, I want this to go out the right way, but I I think he's having a lot of fun with that role, and he doesn't want to let it go. I think well, I, I think that role, I think that role could have gone away a long time ago, and I think he's having a good time. 
But it's it's such a great part to the story as well. Like even if he is just having fun with it, I mean, it's such a great part that they still have this in. They still have this person that can constantly throw them under the bus, and it's that back and forth that I feel like has been a great part of the story this season. Like well, he's been bigger this season than I remember in past seasons. I mean, if, true. It, if it works, it's just, it's hard for me because I if I wish I didn't know it was him. But there's not much left of him. No, no, I mean, he can no longer speak. I mean, every season, something else he loses, and now I there's really not much else yeah. they can do. We're, you know, I didn't write down the quote. Lee was great. I loved how it was like, okay, the psycho cuts his tongue off. He's crying. He's a, And Lee's response was like, wow, commitment. Was Way, to commit. Way, to Way to commit. Way to commit. Great line. <laughs> From one psychopath to another. Yeah, and I'm kind of, I'm starting to dig on Lee. In that moment, I was like, wow, pretty gonna be interesting. Cool. He's going to be really interesting. Yeah, he's going to have a big part of, I believe, next season. Yeah. And, and it'll be interesting to see how he plays in. Any chance, and I know I feel bad, you guys. I'm really sorry. It's our, it is our finale, so we, we, we're jumping around topic to topic. Normally, we stay on topic. Um, but because it's a finale, I think we can. With, with Lee, is there any chance that all that psycho superpower comes around to help us? Like when I say us, I mean like the sons. Yes. At some point, like oh, absolutely, help them in some weird way. Yeah, I, I think I, I think one of the things that is set up here really nicely. Look, we saw it uh, show jumping here a little bit. We saw it in Dexter this season. We've seen it in Supernatural mm-hmm. this season. We've seen it in a number of shows <clears throat> where guys who are set up to be foils, either by great plan or by happenstance, end up actually becoming allies. And I think there is, I'm not going to say this is what's going to happen, but I do see the potential there that this guy could actually become one of the Sun's greatest allies coming into the new season. Um, It'll be difficult because apparently they're responsible for the death of his only family. That's true, but that would just make it all the more ironic. So I think there is something set there. It depends on which way they want to go next season as far as what is the threat. Do they want to go with a, as they have in other seasons, where they go start to finish with a singular threat, with a single antagonist or antagonistic body that they're working against? Or do they want to have more like this season where these three episodes, this is kind of their threat. These three mm-hmm. episodes, this is kind of their It really will depend on which way they want to go with that. Because he, and and I think we are forgetting that he also has the inn in jail. He's going to make Tara's life a living hell. Maybe. I, I think he will. Maybe. Always he's I say, already I say been maybe, to her. Always maybe it's because he knows she had nothing to do with it. Because he said, I believe you. And he, I think he's a, he's a smart enough cop. He knows she didn't do it. He knows it was Otto that did it and set her But up. now Otto can't speak. And Tara's now in jail because of the club. But he could find new ways to torture him. And uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like because he has a sister, I feel like that's what's going to soften him up is Tara. Because he said, he's like, I actually believe you. Or I he's going go to use her to get to the club. I think so. I, I think so. But it'll be interesting to see. Going, Moving on to Nero, Dante, Jax, and the dog fight, oh. which, um, you know, I, we're, had to get I know we're leave. both huge dog lovers. <laughs> so we, we had a hard time watching that scene. And so did Tiggy. He did. Tig didn't like it either. Mm-mm. Tig didn't like it either. Poor guy. So they picked up a mascot. <laughs> they did. We have a new SOA mascot, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, it's a she. Really cute. Um, Nero struggling. We we knew it was going to be the Mayans coming to help. Of I course. Think. Yeah, and uh, Dante goes down, and I guess that's to show us that Nero's back to power? 
right? He's back. He's he's back as or back in the game. Back in the game, hugely. It's it's such a different side of him than we've seen. We've seen this kind of softer side, doing business once in a while, holding a gun. But this is like Nero with his boys and semi-automatic weapons and taking down large groups of people. It's a different side of him that we've seen. So it's, it's definitely a different side, and I still don't care. I I want to care. I want I want to care so much. Not invested. I do, but I'm I so just glad you said that. I just can't care. I, there's nothing has happened in the show so far. I understand the device he plays, you know, with Gemma and, you know, the role in getting the sons involved in this new legitimate business and stuff like that. But to me, at the end of the day, you could have edited him out of, you know, we got the episode playing right now. We could have edited him at him out of this episode and I don't think it would have missed a beat. I wouldn't have missed a thing. Um, he he basically serves the function of a plot device here and there, and that's it. It's terrible that I feel that way. He's in a because you know he's a great actor. actor. He's a great mm-hmm. guy. Oh, yep. And, and Kevin I love said him. that before. I agree. In the beginning. I agree. It's like I you know I just I don't I, I it's just too fast. I, it, it, they kind of gross me out to seeing two middle aged people make out like they're in eighth <laughs> grade. Uh, you know I I know and, and I and the fact that he just continues to like be so saintly with the sons he just gives them whatever they want oh no keep the money this that you know i I don't know i just i just uh, from the beginning all the sons have done is just pollute and damage his life and he just keeps going with it i don't know yeah i i'm i'm with you but i love smiths and you know we love him as an actor so and i love the show so i'm like not gonna like tune it out but i've told Chrisley, I'm like if you, mm-hmm. I, I would say to her, if you weren't here, I would fast forward. There, there were certain <laughs> times where yeah. the romance, where I'm like, no, nope, I'm good. And I could see, just DVR right over. Him. I know what I think. That's the great writing of Sutter. Yeah, he gives. That's what you get. I enjoy get, seeing Gemma we, soft. I enjoy seeing the side of Gemma that we've never really seen, and I, I want to root for her when she's with him, and I enjoy seeing his struggle similar to Jax's struggle of the wanting to get out and wanting the bigger picture but having a hard time leaving and I also enjoy the relationship between him and Jax because I feel like there's a a father-son relationship there. That he didn't really so. have with... Yeah, he hasn't had that with anyone else. With Everything else has been very business. Clay was the fake father-son. And his... I like the father-son relationship that I've seen between them. And maybe it's not so much father-son, but the way that they interact and the no, way that they the, talk. I, I agree. I, like I think that. it is father-son. And, you know, and I'll, I'll give you that. I do... It's interesting to put Gemma in a position where she has another option to have, like, a normal mm-hmm. life. And then the fact that He's pulled back into his shit world, and she's pulled back into the shit world, even though it seems like with him, like, well, wow, we could start, we could just start over. But even then, at the bottom of that, that's just him being a plot device again. And, you know, and at the risk of so- sounding really shallow here, you mentioned the relationship with Jax, mm-hmm. the relationship with Gemma. Those are his two main functions in this show, right? Number one, I could never buy into the relationship with Gemma. It started as a one-night stand by a guy who runs an escort service right. with 19 <laughs> to 21-year-old hot, beautiful women. And based on one one-night stand, which still you're never going to convince me that working in that environment, that's who he has a one-night stand with, the result <laughs> of a cheap one night stand that he wakes up with and she's pulling a gun on him is true love. So right there, you're never going to get me to buy into this relationship. So <laughs> I, I too, I too. They just fans. shook hands. Yes. You can't see that. I just shook hands with John. You just, you just, 
said it best. And then then the relationship with Jax. I have they've never done a good job in in as great as this episode as this season has been. One of the things that I mentioned last week, I've never bought in to that. They've never sold me on the idea of the relationship and the camaraderie between Jax and himself. I, I've never bought it. He's the guy who's stooping his mom. All right, that's the extent right. of it. I buy it more with Pope. Yeah, I do, but I completely bought it with Pope. And the other thing about this is you brought up the saintliness of him. That's the other thing that makes him completely unrelatable to me. In every episode, he is the perfect man. He is the perfect father to his disabled child. He is the perfect lover to Gemma. He is the perfect loyal friend and ally to the club. He is perfect, 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 and yet he's a gangster. And so because of that perfection that seems to run through him, it it completely disassociates me as an audience member from watching because I can't buy into him. I just can't. I can't buy into the relationship with Gemma. Can't buy into him as a character. Can't buy into his relationship with the club. Just edit him out and let him go on to something well, else where his talent can shine. Well, clearly he's he's going to be around. You know, men need, yes. to, men need to be loved. Women need to be wanted. Great line. Great line. Such a great line. And, uh, and uh, him and Gemma come to, you know, agreement. I thought he was going to be gangster with her and be like, no, nope, I'm good. You know, with you. He was, seemed like he was breaking it off with her, but... And after everything she just did, I was just sitting there going, really? Yeah, He's really? going to do this to her now? This this is not good writing. This is bad. But then they worked, you know. Of course. They came to their understanding. Uh, great quote, messy is what I do. Yeah. She yeah. usually creates the mess. Yeah, messy yeah. is what I do. And if Tara, if, if Tara getting arrested was that moment of genesis of her becoming the new Gemma, I think... Gemma saying that was kind of the, the genesis of her becoming herself again. Mm-hmm. Was kind of at that point. And I then agree. overhearing the conversation between the two of them, realizing Jax might go to, and now she's just going to destroy everybody's life. Yeah, before we get into you know one of the parts I really enjoyed the most, which is Pope Jackson Tiggs, just a, just a shout out to our iTunes fans to please continue to rate and comment. Uh, some of you people will be watching on DVR or even on DVD, and they catch up with John they catch up with our shows later and and still keep commenting and mm-hmm. we really enjoy it we really appreciate it you guys were so supportive to us all season so yeah. even more less than even a, a, a an ask for you guys to rate and comment it's more of a thank you mm-hmm. because next to scandal you know we've gotten the most perfect reviews from you guys yeah because you're all fans of Chrisley stop it but anyway <laughs> I'll take it and and also you our YouTube fans Thank you so much, and 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 keep going, and stay in touch with us, and you know mm-hmm. you'll get these guys' Twitter handles at the end of the show, and and you know let's all stay in the loop. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Suns news coming out as the year goes on. It's going to be a long, long it's be a while. year. It's going to be so depressing. Uh, okay, <laughs> but what was uplifting for me was seeing Pope get it, Tig be saved. I loved it. I was such a great scene. I loved it. It was so fun. Um, I think. Well, we also we saw it. You called it Chris because you said August isn't there. As so soon that, as August oh, wasn't yeah. there, I felt like something was up. And is and but even at that moment, when Jax pulled the gun on him and there were no cars there yet, and everything happened so quickly, I was like, "There's no way he can do this." Oh man! And and I had I felt like he was gonna like he, I really he felt like he was the ringer. To. And you said something interesting. You think. He's going to remember that and never trust him again. Do you still believe that? Yes. John? Uh, I'm, well, I mean, we said last week, there is no way Jax lets the man responsible for killing Ope live. It's, there's just no way. He was going to take down mm-hmm. Pope. Um, I agreed with you about 
Tig's never going to forget this, never going to trust me. I did until Jax goes back to the clubhouse. Tig is there sitting there petting the dog. And he looks back up at Jax, same with the same puppy eyes. And it's like, yeah, brother, she's going to be fine. And blah, he was, it's like he was all in again. So I, I agreed with you completely. And now I look at him and think, I'm not so sure now. I, I just don't know. He might be just the same old Tig. Like which maybe is great. he's just two dimensional, right? Which is great. It's just what you see is what you get. So in that moment, he was freaked out. Now he's with the dog. He's happy. That's it. And I don't know. Symbolically, are they kind of saying he's a bit of a dog too, a bit of a pit bull, where he'll tear you apart, but then give him a cookie and, and he's happy. It's totally symbolic. That dog was going to be shot in the head and killed because it was in a dog fight and it couldn't be there and. T- same thing happened to Tig. He couldn't stand up. He couldn't do what he needed to do. He couldn't save his daughter. He got into the situation, and he was going to be shot in the head. So they're very much two in the same. I think the dog was a, an allegory for Tig. I mean, in many ways. And, and Tig's kind of seeing the broken, beat-up dog as that can be saved, mm-hmm. you know, and almost as if then maybe I can too. So maybe I'm going a little bit too deep into and that. I cu- but... And I couldn't save my daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. That, it's that whole thought. I mean, that's what he kept saying. She kept calling my but name. But about that scene, when they walk in and the dog fights are going on, every once in a while, the show has to remind us or at least, or try to convince us. I don't know which it is. Either remind or try to convince us that the sons are good guys. Because and, and they'll do the they have to find a way so they yeah. walk in and all of them are disgusted by what they see by this dog right, fighting right, just right. as a little way to remind us okay we are supposed to love these yeah. guys these are our guys so they'll do that once in a while which is actually very smart mm-hmm. I think to do and I, I I think I forget how you just put it the two why they did it I think it's it's done on purpose and I think for me one or two of them being squeamish but all of them. You know, I know a lot of those guys. They just, they, you know, that's how people make money. It's a dog fight. Okay, here we are. But I also, I totally buy that one or more go, you know what? Leave the poor thing alone. And even, I also even, have even to mention. Even working around mafia guys. Hmm. Very strange that they would always be, I don't, it was always in their blood to try to defend anything, anyone who's weaker. Hmm. Even like, it, whether it was gay Minorities. It was very strange. Dogs. It would just it. It would be that same thing. I. I don't know if it's. I mean, I'm sure there's many different reasons why, but I. I buy it. But I. I but the whole group, being so down at it. I don't know. They're bikers. I, I. I think a couple of them would have been fine with what was going on there. Oh, yeah, but like I said, they just wanted to remind us that these are the guys we're supposed to love. Right. Right. <laughs> They're the good guys. Okay. Sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing better than ending. We that just scene. watched him do blow off of three hookers last season, but he's the good guy. <laughs> he, yeah, he doesn't yeah. want the dogs to die. He, he doesn't right? Want no, the dogs but to I die. but I know guys that were in the, are in that lifestyle that would totally do that. I totally agree. That and they totally deserve agree. exactly what Dante got to be bitten by the dog in the right. end. Yeah, absolutely. Just saying. Absolutely. Sorry, no, I'm dog with, lover. I, you know I'm 100 percent with you on that. <laughs> without a doubt. favorite scene. Yeah. Don't. No. So. Then we see Roosevelt back in uniform, but with a beard. His beard was a little bit more grown in. So I knew it was like, oh, he's a cop, but with a twist. That's why I took that out. Beards mean you've gone to the dark side. There you go. Okay, so... Hmm. It's your visual cue. But in uniform. So yes. finally he's and back. And we haven't seen that in a long time. So we know that, oh boy, as soon as I see him, like something bad's going to happen. And we see that Jax has, in his own elaborate way, set Clay up with the gun Clay gave Juicy. 
There was a point in tonight's episode where I looked at you and said, when did Jax get so smart? And not that I didn't think Jax had it in him, but we've constantly seen Clay be three steps ahead of Jax. And this was the first time tonight that, I mean, I believed the title. He he had it. Like, he, he it. he's got it. It's the first time that I was like, wow, and blown away by the way that he handled I knew, it. I knew he was going to have it. I, I I think that I think it was very organic the way they arced him mm-hmm. over these last few seasons. I feel like he just woke up probably at the end of last season or beginning of this one and said, okay, now enough. Enough. I have to just commit to this lifestyle and I have to smarten the F up because yeah. Clay has been three steps ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I go back to Clay having our soft, genuine moment with Juicy to give him that gun. Like, it wasn't the usual Clay... When we've seen Clay be nice, most of the time, other than the John you pointed out when he went back to save his grand right. yeah. child, even though um, the guy who raped his wife was, you know, whatever, 20 feet away from him. Most of the time when he does a, a kind action, there's many strings attached, and it just moves on the chessboard. And with Juicy, you know what? He really lived up all season long. I know, Christine, you're not going to hear this, but he's been decent with Juicy all season long. It was... I, I thought he was playing him. We thought he was playing him when he was giving him information, when he was mm-hmm. being honest with him, when he gave him the gun. But it turned out it wasn't. He was just actually being genuine with him. I still think that he has ulterior motives, especially... Well, with the gun, ulterior motives in general, but with the right. gun, did he have an ulterior motive? Well, I mean... No way. With the gun? Not necessarily just because of the gun, but the more that he gets close to Juice, the more Juice gets under his wing. It's just one more person that he has on his side when he starts his crew to do his business against Suns. I, I, I got to agree with Kevin on this. I think this season we saw the breaking point where he just realized he didn't want the gavel back. He thought he did. He realized he's lost too much. He sacrificed too much of himself. And I think he's almost in his own way, in a sense, trying to redeem himself. But I love the analogy you made about the Godfather, because essentially that's what we've got here. We have Michael uh, deciding it's time to settle family accounts, which is exactly how Godfather ends, right? Right. And him, him orchestrating this large, elaborate piece as, uh, you know, as they put it in the show with a lot of moving parts that all comes to fruition with the framing of Clay. What I... Taking that Godfather analogy one step further, though, there's a part of me that almost thought we were going to see a Godfather 2 kind of ending. I, I There's a part of me that I started so to su- suspect that what we would have ultimately was maybe Gemma or somebody else with Clay. Okay, everything's great now. We're out fishing a little bit in the morning just for some fun. <laughs> Boom, back of the head. But, right. I mean, I'm glad they didn't finish it that way. But I almost suspected a real I Godfather. Thought so too. I thought it was going to be the Godfather 2 ending. Right. I totally thought it was going to be Godfather 2, where he blows everyone away and he he wins but sacrifices you know his humanity. Yeah. He kills off his own brother. In this case, kills off his, uh, we suspect, his real dad. And, it didn't uh, go that way. You know, I sh- I'd like to, you know, a shout out to Ron Perman. I thought it was great acting tonight. I thought when the episode opened, he had such a relaxed smile on his face. Mm-hmm. Did you notice? And it was it was like the pressure's off me. I'm not tattooed anymore. I'm not. I'm not. The patch really was weighing me down. Like you were saying, John. Mm-hmm. Here he came to this full circle of like, I don't need this anymore. And I got an I got Tara who I love, and I mean Gemma who I love, and we're gonna you know go back to the home country. 
and we're going to start a little business, and that's it. He was very relaxed and very happy, and then he had these soft moments with Juice, and then to see his face when everyone he saw, he connected the dots, wait, Juice gave them the gun, and then when Gemma turned on him right in that moment and said, no, he was, yeah, he said he was going to leave in a couple hours, run some errands. I never thought he would murder anyone. And you see, he didn't... You know, I feel like two or three seasons ago, he would have snapped. He would have been like, ah, he was screamed. He mm-hmm. would have maybe reached for his gun. He would have fought the cop. He would have tried to fight Juicy and been Hit restrained. Hit her, for sure. And he just was like, wow. He was, was defeated. It, it, that's the perfect word. He was defeated. Defeated. And Perlman played it so subtly and with such perfection. It was the subtlety that gave his performance in that scene its power. I, I think lesser actors would have gone... You know, you can't see my face for those of you listening to it. Right. But a very distraught, (laughs) very emotionally, you know, emoting kind of face. But it was the subtlety, the way you could tell he's trying to hold it together while this piano has dropped on him that he has lost everything. Everything. Uh, And it wasn't the I'm about to be arrested. It was I thought I was getting Gemma back and really... I've been betrayed by the person I love the most. Everything, and, all and, that was in his Juice, face. And Juice, who I thought was was the was the son that I wanted Jax to be, clearly yeah. he's turned on me too, and it's now just over. And and not to mention that he knows that there's going to be retaliation for Pope. And I mean, that he's a dead man a, no matter what. Talk about a piano. He's got Roosevelt against him, and therefore the police. He's going to have Pope's army, which goes from the top of the government all the way into jail against him. He's no longer got a patch or his tattoos, so he doesn't have a brotherhood to protect him. Not good for him. Not good for our old boy Clay. Speaking of the frame, uh, before I forget this, one little flaw I see in Jax's plan here. Juice just got the gun last episode, didn't he? Uh, two episodes ago, was it I two, think. The, it was either last two. episode or two episodes ago where Juice, where he, where Clay gives Juice the gun. Jax has had this plan in motion for some time. Did he know Clay was going to give him, bequeath unto Juice his gun, and therefore was going to take it? Like, at what point did Jax have his plan, and... Uh, I mean, so I don't want to know. I just I'm, I'm happy on my ride. <laughs> well, it's I'm seatbelted in. I just had a nice ride on the roller coaster. When I saw Juice putting the something wrapped into the bag, and I was yes. like, "What is he putting in the bag? Like, what? What? I don't understand. Like, why is he wrapping something up?" And it was like I thought about that for a while. So I mean, obviously Juice was in on it and knew because then he tried to yes. save Clay yeah. in the end and I, tell him I to also, leave. I also love how Clay he just came to such a great point. Before it all fell apart, where he's like, "Juice, I know you did it, and I know, I know you sold me out over the papers, but I know you did it because there was pressure on you from Jax." Even that, he understood, and I like the fact, I like the fact that we called to it because I had mentioned last week, I didn't buy the fact that Clay knew that he stole the papers, and then was kind of cool with him afterwards. So I like the fact that he said, you know, I know he you called did him it. Out. And I know why you did it, so I'm okay. He, I mean, he ha- he doesn't have many people on his side at this point, and he kind of has to understand where Juice was coming from because he's been in situations where he's had to make calls that screwed his friends over. But I also, I mean, I don't know. 
I just know people that don't forgive or understand who go, okay, I'll play the game a little longer, but you're dead. But even when you have no one? Yeah, they just get worse. You're Mm. dead. I know what you're saying. A lot of them try to win people back, but it's it's just to get that power back so they can... And especially someone like Juice who's just... But I feel like he was at the end of the line. Well, I think he knows... Couple things. He he knew he had it coming. He knew he deserved it. Yes. He knew all that. Which and, is what Tiggy said. You you know. You, yeah. And I think he knew it. And he and he resigned himself to knowing that he deserved any crap thing that came his way, and was just kind of grateful that he was getting to go to Ireland and start again. And you, know, you can let that go. But once again, more Godfather stuff. I expect him to say, "I know it was you, Fredo. I know it was you." But uh, but that didn't happen. But Juice is so. Pl- He's moldable, and he's so soft in some situations. Juice so, felt really bad. Right, but what I'm saying is, when when Clay goes to Juice and talks to Juice and does things for Juice, it's yeah, I do see the soft side to him, and I do see there is some genuineness. But I also think that because Juice is so moldable, I mean, he he literally you can sway him whichever way. We've seen him waver back and forth between the club club and clay constantly this season and clay knows that he can do that to him so of course he's going to keep him close hmm. okay before you go there good because i i just have to you is know, it my favorite time of the show go, it might be your favorite time of the show i've been so looking for this is the reason i came back <laughs> i've been looking for holiday this, shopping that's time. right <laughs> Are you guys just trying to bust on me? No, I'm just saying that before you go there, because I know we have some other things to talk about, but I just want, because I'm the girl, so I'll bring it up, okay. that it, it's it's the holiday time, and you can snore, because someone else probably shops for him, but we all, we have to do our shopping, and I just want to ask you guys, and I you know, know where I do all my shopping? Where? I do all my shopping on Amazon. You, it's the best. I absolutely, I absolutely do. I and do. you don't actually, pay shipping sometimes. No, actually, I do. We and after you know what we say, we say I'll say, Marissa, click, click, click. That that's code for go to Amazon and order this. Like if we, she better be going to AfterBuzz TV first and then going to Amazon. Yes, usually, Marissa, you do that, right? I do. Yes. yes. All right. Thank you, Marissa. Because I don't know how to run that board, so if she's not doing it right, we're in big trouble. So you go to AfterBuzzTV.com. Yeah, and you, you click see... on Amazon, and it helps us keep the lights on. Right. And then, yeah, we get, like, I don't know. Like four, I've been looking four... for a pet cam on Amazon all week, and I've been clicking AfterBuzz, for, AfterBuzz well, doing love, my click-through. We love you for that, Chrissy. <laughs> i got to keep the lights on, because if not, they won't see how cute no, I am. No, that's true. You're <laughs> right. Kidding. Then we go to audio. <laughs> Just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> and you are cute, but that's another story. Okay, Tara, Jax, <laughs> they get together, and we see that Jax has, uh, Tara has stood her ground. I'm leaving, taking the kids. I took the job in Oregon. You can come with me, and Wendy will be the guardian, not your mom. I love that she said to him that part of being an old lady was that she needed to step up when he couldn't. Because there's so much truth to that statement. Yeah, and I agree. And I and I thought it was a great statement. And I think she was right. Absolutely. And he unfortunately is is falling, and he can't kind of get out. And she's going to be the only thing that will get him out if she hadn't got arrested. <laughs> this whole uh, episode was really Godfather me because that scene once again, all I could think about is that scene in The Godfather when Diane Lane. You will never take my children yeah, from me. Yeah, when mm-hmm. she confronts him and says, "That's it. I've had enough. I'm taking it up." Boom, and then the, the the switch flipped in Michael there. It's like, you're never taking my children. And you could see that bubbling in Jax at the same time. And it made me wonder, are we about to see... 
I mean, they showed us Jax doing something monstrous at the end of last episode. Are we about to see a real fall of Jax? I was wondering if he wasn't going to become Clay and beat her up. I exactly. kept saying, exactly. don't put the baby down. Exactly. Don't put the baby down. You're not safe if you put the baby Because he would never hurt his children. But would he hurt her? I questioned it tonight. It's the first time that I've questioned that he would do that or something like that was, until tonight. He, it looked like he felt bad when she was arrested, though. Well, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have no doubt about that. His love for her, I don't question. His wanting to be with her and be a family and him in his head thinking that he's doing the right things for his family and the club, I don't question. But do I think that he's going to make that turn towards where Clay was? It, tonight made me think that. And before we go to the NN, let's talk a little bit about Bobby. Bobby turned, cuts his patch out. He's no longer the VP. We were saying he's nomad. You just think he's not going to be VP. Yeah, I don't think he'll switch clubs. Um, do you guys buy him saying you didn't have to destroy Clay's life? Yeah. You could have been different than him. For yeah. him, Totally. Yeah, I, I thought it was mm-hmm. completely consistent with... Look, I, I said this before. Bobby has been the one consistent, true North guiding star for the Sons of Anarchy, mm-hmm. trying to make them be what they're supposed to be. And I, and I see him... He has always looked... right when Even when Clay, Clay held the gavel, he's always looked at Jax as the future and the hope of the, of the Sons. And that has been completely diminished in his eyes now. Now he's disillusioned with it. And he tried so hard to get Jax not to become the monster that Clay was. And now he sees that going to crap at the same time. And I think him removing the VP patch at the end there was completely consistent. I think it made sense. And I'll say this. We, I don't know what's going to happen next season, but I do think one of the themes that's going to happen is I think Bobby ultimately is going to be the one that saves Jax. I think we see Jax spiraling, spiraling out of control now. I think he's going to come more under the influence of Gemma with Tara out of the picture temporarily. I think he, I think some very bad things are going to happen with the Suns and with Jax. And I think ultimately Bobby's going to be the one that brings them back. Interesting. And we see the Jax-Gemma ending. Creepy. So Creepy. Right. Well, we saw it start with Gemma and uh, Jax's father. And then we see now it's Jax and now it's Tara. And now we see Jax with his son and Gemma. And there was just something so unsettling about that last image. All done to, once again, great music to um, a knockoff version of Sympathy for the Devil. There, I, I've, I said this to you tonight, and I know we've talked about the music selection on the show before. I've downloaded so much music because of this show, because I find yeah. something or hear something that's just so different and so interesting and gives you a feeling that I've downloaded so much music because of Sons. So kudos to the music I think department. great, great storytellers, great filmmakers. I always say that's the difference between, say, a writer or a director and a filmmaker. A filmmaker takes it all into consideration, hmm. the music, the sound the costume the light everything and and I I think the greats and Sutter is one of them you know incorporates the music I mean if I think of all the great one hour dramas we have on right now music is so important in Mm. all of them Boardwalk Empire Mm. Dexter Dexter love the music in Dexter Um, but yeah quite the ending do we have news and gossip because I know we're going to have tons of predictions After Buzz TV News Actually, the only news and gossip that I have, um, and I I hate to even say it, but um, I I have to, um, 
Johnny Hafsack, who was arrested, killed oh, right, the whole. Right, right. He was not on drugs when all that happened. So he's um, just an it's, asshole. It's, it came out that there were <laughs> no drugs a, involved. So he was just a dick. And I just, I that's the only news and gossip that I have. Wow. Um, but I, I felt like that was. I mean, unless he was bipolar. Pretty big. Right? Well, there was definitely some question and all of that. But he, the medical reports came out, and he was not on drugs when that happened. So, so and also that Gemma did do an interview um, in TV Guide that said that no one would die tonight, which I thought was. I, I read it and I didn't want to believe it and I thought why would she say that? But it yeah, huge spoiler. Well, they piled <laughs> up they piled up a lot of bodies this season. They did. And now that we can exhale a little bit, I I really miss Piney and Ope. And I, I, John had the best point in the world, which was after Ope, you couldn't really. Yeah, there's no surprises. I mean, there's nothing that can surprise you now. Yeah. And, and you who, can't allow yourself to you can't take anyone else away. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the thing. I didn't think that they could kill uh, Clay yet. I think I think they realize that, and we were talking about this earlier, is that audience, the audience is still reeling a little bit from the death of Ope. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think Clay's going to die, but I did not think he was going to die today. I agree. Uh, because I think they knew that was just a, be a little bit too much for the audience at this point. Maybe, what did I say, episode four next season? Maybe episode four next season, Clay dies. But I didn't think it was going to be tonight. Okay, so is that news and gossip? That's it. News By the way, Marissa, did I, we find out? Uh, yeah, I did read up, and Katie Siegel? Katie yeah. Siegel. Um, um, she has never been nominated for an Emmy. Last year, there was a guest, there was all this uproar that... Mm-hmm the Modern Family, Julie Bowen, who actually won last year the Emmy for 2011 for Best Supporting Actress. But she's never won. No. Or been nominated. She hasn't been nominated. And the the rape season, I thought for sure she would have been at least nominated. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I get literally, you can't see this, viewers and listeners, but they can. I get goosebumps every time I think of that episode. Mm -hmm. That was brutal. She definitely took... More than one for the team. It was, and it was, the, her acting has just been. Yeah, it was great. No more Peg Bundy. <laughs> no, no more. <laughs> so it, far. I tell you, that's why, they, you know, this this industry, as bad as it can be, it can be also wonderful, because who would have thought, you know, you have this great ride as Peg Bundy, and now you have this amazing ride as Gemma. I would have never thought she would have been able to transition to a role like this, ever. If somebody would have told me that I would love her as the motorcycle old lady that's running stuff, I would have been like, "No, she can't. She can't sell it. No, She's brilliant." It's really something. And to and, and I think what um, Married with Children, I think went eight to ten seasons. It went. Uh, it went about five seasons too long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny thing is, I when I think of her, I don't even think of Married with Children. Hey, yeah. I think of Futurama. I mean that. I mean I don't know. That's something that's wrong right. in my head. I think right. of Futurama when and I think of her. And then there's Futurama, and I guess I just think of. But as an actress, I'm sure she's had much more fun. She had much more fun with Peg Bunny with this role than with Futurama. But it's very cool because think of if you were a type of person who loved high school, you loved college. Let's say you loved your four years of college. Just imagine doing your four years of college as one role, and then another four, having that other experience in another for that length of time. It's it's magical when it, when it happens. You're for the few mm-hmm. people that get this. It's great. She was really good in Lost too. She was really good in Lost. How many? Se- what, how long did she? Do I think. Lost? I think it was like. I think, I think it might have spanned two seasons. It was about six or seven episodes wow. that she did in Lost. As Hats a, off his to girlfriend. her. Um, all right, let's go to predictions. Oh my god! And now you're after Buzz TV. So I have a, my 
biggest question to you guys. I felt really bad for Clay. And of course for me, you did. I know he's the old gunfighter. I don't want to see him go out like this. So start with you, Chris. What what happens to Clay? Well, Clay still has contacts in prison. And although he is not patched and although he is not inked, um, and and I do not everyone's going to be mad at me, but I do not remember the character's name that Sonny Barger plays on the show, but we've seen him go back to prison and talk to Sonny this season, and um, he still has contacts, so whether he makes it to jail or not will be an interesting thing, but I don't, I think he's going to have a little bit more longevity. Okay, John? They've created a real problem. (laughs) They've created a real problem. Now the fates of Clay and Tara are connected because they're both going to be in prison based on the testimony of the same witch. So she cannot recant her testimony against Tara. If she does, that throws out her testimony about Clay. Mm. She can't can't, retract her testimony about Clay because that retracts the thing about Tara. So they have created a very odd and complex predicament about I mean just for the writers they've created a real situation for themselves don't know how they're going to get I don't think we see Clay in jail I think the moment Clay goes to jail logically he dies um, because he's not patched he has he has no protection he is he's uh, alone basically I don't think he gets to jail whether that means he dies before he gets to jail or something happens to Gemma and Tara and Clay both strangely does Lee have any interest in saving Clay I never considered that. There's well, a lot of possibilities there about yeah. what, what, where they could go with that. I don't think so, but there's a lot there you could do. But if he thinks if he's if it's going to bust on Jax, if it's going to... Well, Otto killed his sister. He's involved in the club. That's the whole reason. He wants to get back at the club. Clay has everything against the club possible. Yeah, he could definitely want to protect Clay. Uh, you know, because Sutter goes different. So we, we, we thought we were going to get Godfather 2. We didn't. Um, my next logical guess is we're going to get Star Wars. We're going to get Empire. No, we're going to get Return of the Jedi, where at the very end, Clay has a selfless act, saves Jax, and we kind of go from there. And that's what I'm thinking. But because it's Sutter, he'll probably do something different. That's my my instincts. I see what ends up happening. Um, Either way, I don't think it's the end of Clay. I think Clay's going to kick out because now I'm sure a lot of, I'm not the only one who feels bad for him. I'm sure I'm not the only person who's rooting for him a little bit to kind of... I love redemption stories. To, right. And, you know, and I think that... Uh, I think Clay is going to go through more darkness, but he's at such a low. I mean, you might be able to bring him down just a little lower, but I don't know how much lower. And I, I see him pulling out of this in, in a, a very interesting way. The, the last scene with Nero was also really weird. He was taking off all of his jewelry and there was a shotgun next to his bed. And oh. my first thought was he's, he's going to kill himself. He's going to blow his head off. Because John, he what do you think? Oh, no. I, I, I just looked at that interpreted that as that symbolized... That was a visual cue on the change of his lifestyle now. Now he's back in. Now he keeps huh. a gun on his bedside. Now he is... And the rings was like him... I think he's just getting ready for bed. That's it. <laughs> I that's think it's we bring the smart bed. guy. Uh, Thank you for yeah, bringing the it. smart guy. That's it. Without it looking obvious of, of a shot, a shotgun. Yeah. You know, we had to get him in bed somehow. And yeah. I love the smart guy. Uh, you know what? <laughs> you know, it's so funny because we we 
I, you know, Chrissy, it's been so much fun to do the show mm-hmm. with you, and you've helped me so much to do this. I don't, I still don't know why I'm hosting it. You're the real host; you should be hosting it. But John, maybe next season. Yeah, yeah, I think you need to. Next All season. right. And and but John, you have to come back seriously because John, you added. I mm-hmm. mean, so, so much. much. You were definitely the tripod. Yeah. You know, I think I will. Like we made it this far without you. There's a lot of different things you can associate with a nickname like the tripod. But <laughs> no, we're a tripod. The three of us. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Before now we are a full. We were, we were tri- stumbling. We were wobbling. There's a whole new batch of innuendo that goes along yeah. with that. But yeah. yes, I accept. I accept the analogy. Thank yeah, you. Thank you no. so much. So uh, it's at Chris Lee Kennedy, right? What is it? No, just at, at Chris Lee. Lee. Right. Okay. A A at K R I S I L Y. You're so good. I know, but I, I'm not even. I mean, it. 13 episodes. You should know how to spell I it should. by now. I do. I do. But I, you know, I'm a terrible speller. So, John, where do we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at John Campia. That's J O H N C A M P E A. And John, when do you? Uh, when does your AMC app launch for AMC theaters? Uh that's still secret. I'm sorry. That's all right. All right. <laughs> Edit that out, Marissa. <laughs> now look at Marissa's in a panic. <laughs> From Bing.com, ah. executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bunch you later. later. Thanks, Marissa. Express herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.